It's a tasty find. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. He does live in Kansas City. Dane DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Bowl after bowl. That's right. Bowl after bowl. You know it. And you love it and you're here on a Tuesday with us. A token Tuesday, of course. As always. And it is episode 103 of Bowl After Bowl, in fact. On September 14th, 2021. I'm your host, Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I am Dame DeLorean. And, of course, the baby wolf cub, John, is joining us in the studio again. Your other host and your other host. Yes. He the has show with the host and the host and the host. Uh, two more months of this little uh, internship. Yeah. <laughs> Before he goes to the crib. That's right. Starts eating solid foods. He's teething pretty bad. Just no doubt, no doubt. Chewing his hand and grumping all day, every day now. And for an intern, he hasn't brought us like a single cup of coffee, a bowl, a whiskey, a bottle of whiskey, a bowl. No, just poopy diapers. What's Get up with me that? A bottle of whiskey and a bowl. It's not a big ask, you know. That's all right. We got our bottle of whiskey here. We got our bowl here. Yes. And we're tipping to the legendary Norm MacDonald. Who we sadly lost today. Yes. And who knows, nothing really much makes sense in the uh, current paradigm. Had plenty of uh, audio difficulties today, technical issues today, gremlins in the grime today. And uh, who knows, man, it's all a big part of the same old thing. We're here to help you make nonsense of it. We try to figure it out uh, one Tuesday at a time. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I did want to start with some uh, Norm stuff. Yay. Because, uh, well, you sent me the clip and I chopped it down to cool. slightly more reasonable time. But, yes, we... Uh, Norm MacDonald passed away today uh, after... And he has a great bit about battling with cancer. But apparently he's had cancer for a decade or more. And pretty much nobody knew. He kept it very private. Norm, a very private guy. Uh, as is evidenced by by that news out of nowhere, only sixty one. And uh, here we have uh, just a few clips that are kind of worthy of the bowl bowl related norm jokes. A study says that pot use in high school is up sharply. Don't I know it? <laughs> so he's fanning out money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. And, uh, <laughs> I don't really sell drugs to children. And now, well, singer Willie Nelson, who was arrested recently in Texas for marijuana possession, saw the charges against him drop this week. A judge ruled the arrest had been illegal because police didn't have probable cause to search his car for pot. How about the fact he's Willie Nelson? 
And of course, I'm playing the one that didn't show up. Well, singer Willie Nelson, who was arrested recently in Texas for marijuana possession, saw the charges against him drop this week. A judge ruled the arrest had been illegal because police didn't have probable cause to search his car for pot. How about the fact he's Willie Nelson? <laughs> that they will donate profits from recent... Jeez. Edit it in post. Edit it in post. And also in music news, the Black Crows have announced that they will donate profits from a recent concert to victims of the Oklahoma City's bombing. Then the band will smoke a huge amount of pot. In the December issue of Playboy, 60 Minutes reporter Mike Wallace reveals that he has not only smoked marijuana, but that it made him sexually aroused. According to Wallace, he made these comments in an effort to frighten young people off sex and drugs forever. In Amsterdam, a rubber factory has begun producing water beds for cows. Let that be a reminder to anyone who wants to legalize marijuana here in the United States. <laughs> And in North Carolina, the Bowman Gray School of Medicine is looking for 20 habitual marijuana smokers who they'll provide with free pot in order to study the effects of the drug. He pulls out a tape recorder. Note to self, spend summer vacation at Bowman Gray School of Medicine. <laughs> Maybe take Timmy Meadows along with you. Moments after the Bosnian peace treaty was signed in Paris, grenades rocked Sarajevo, killing six people. Asked if the renewed violence raises questions about the ceasefire, President Clinton hopped a plane to England and lit up a big fat joint. <laughs> President Clinton said that if Dr. King were alive today, he would have supported the deployment of U.S. troops to Bosnia. Later, when asked how he could use the late civil rights leader's name in such a self-serving manner, Clinton hopped a plane to England and lit up a big fat joint. I love the callback. called the first lady a, quote, congenital liar. Clinton responded by saying Sapphire, quote, deserves a pop in the nose. Sapphire replied by offering to fight Bill Clinton, quote, anytime, any place. The president answered, quote, how about right now? Then hopped a plane to England and lit up a big fat joint. <laughs> In all fairness, though, Bill Clinton also, he had a a kind of some war injury. Really? You know? Yeah. When he was in England there during the Vietnam War, I heard he, uh... <laughs> I heard he, uh, he had a bad injury. He burned his mouth on a bomb. Really? <laughs> and of course, it was very inspiring to see President Clinton up here on crutches making a speech. I mean, I thought that was just uh, amazing, you know. Uh, I mean, it's been difficult for the president. You know, he can't jog now, and uh, he needs help getting around. And he still, you know, he still uh, occasionally suffers great pain, you know. Uh, on the upside, you got your medical marijuana, so that's, uh, you know. You must inhale, sir. It's the only way you're going to get better. It's...
You know, dogs and humans love to run because it, it apparently gives them a natural high similar to that of marijuana, according to the University of Arizona. Wow. After running what are called cannabinoids, the chemical found in marijuana that gives you a feeling of euphoria are higher in humans and dogs, and this occur encourages them to run again. To 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A legend. Absolutely. The best YouTube rabbit holes. Because uh, you go down a lot of different YouTube rabbit holes, you know. Sometimes it's dark. Sometimes it's uh, just dry. But the but the Normwoods are just always so wholesome, man. And for the last, I don't know, probably four years or five years, my YouTube algorithm throws me almost just Norm stuff. It's like my, <laughs> my algo says 70% Norm for a while. And uh, before the show, we were streaming uh, a bunch of uh, Norm's appearances on the Dennis Miller show. So I feel like when Dennis Miller talked to Norm, it's like some of my favorite norm moments uh but i i will play my favorite norm moment of all time has to be uh his view appearance and it's about seven minutes this clip but i feel like it's just so worth it because this is like this is what made norm absolutely genius great to the level that he couldn't like be allowed to be in any of the inner circles or like have an actual uh the career that he deserved in Hollywood because he would not play by the Hollywood elite's rules and he would go on mainstream shows and just you couldn't have Norm live because of this right here try these words are uh, droll sarcastic controversial Barbara Walters well those are some of the words that are used to describe Norm Macdonald's character on his sitcom Norm but as you will see in this clip people may think twice before they use the words smooth Charming. <laughs> Take a look. Hey, 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 Lori. Hey, look, I can see your underwear there. <laughs> You're supposed to see them. Uh, yeah, that's a little desperate, isn't it? <laughs> I'm playing tennis with Shelly. You're playing tennis with Shelly? Yeah. Hey, I have an idea that would even be more fun for you. If I played tennis with Shelly while you, I don't know what you do, who cares? <laughs> You can tell from the jump she's just pissed that she even had to play the promo <laughs> for that thing. And then they bring him on to the Norm theme song. And they want to get a nice, like, wide, normal shot of him, but then he chases the cameraman, so it's like a terrible <laughs> shot. Alright, what's up, man? Okay, Norm, you're Canadian. Yes, I am. So what do you think of this whole presidential mess? Uh, well, I, I hope that uh, uh, the Democrats don't steal the election from the, uh, the winner, you know, but who knows? <laughs> you like George Bush, don't you? I love George Bush, man. He's a good man, decent, you know, none of this. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's not a, a liar, or crook, murderer, or anything like that, so it'd be good to get the... See, I, I don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a, a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> murderers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. <laughs> you know, we're not allowed to put accusations with that That's a little too far. They don't know what to do. Let's just go on to the next question. All of their eyebrows are on top of their head. This is not my week. What can I tell you? Oh, it's not 
mine either, and I'm being very nice, okay? Uh-huh, be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, we don't need I don't want to get into this, this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on with it. There you go. This is a live show. Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. No. <laughs> he like okay, lets let me them. Do this, okay? He lets them reset the full reset, and then right when they try to transition, he brings it back every time. Let's talk football. All right, man, manslaughter. Let's talk football. Oh, Norm, Norm, did you ever hear the word? Oh, oh, the phone is ringing. I certainly hope that's somebody calling Please. to tell you to go home. Oh no. But you got a phone ringing. Oh. <laughs> Um, answer the phone. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the thing is this. There, uh, you know Matt Strauss? Yeah, the producer. <laughs> the producer. He told me it would be funny. He said, like, why don't you carry a cell phone on and then let it ring and then have, pretend like there's a guy on it. Is there anybody on it? No, it's a pre thing. Pretend. You know what, Norm? <laughs> You're a dead man. <laughs> You, talk you, know to what, what, you know what, Barbara? Barbara? You know what you said about rage and work? Give this man a suit and tell him to shut up. <laughs> Norm, All right, then. Norm, Norm, let's see. Norm, 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 Norm. What? Okay, listen, Norm. Norm, listen. Not only have you annoyed us, <laughs> so easy. I read that you have you have actually annoyed one of your idols. Who is that? Oh, the great Bill Cosby. Yeah, what'd you do? Oh my God, I love that guy. He's my hero, you know, just like you. Maybe George or uh, Bill Clinton would be your hero. <laughs> I I love. I love. There's no stopping you, is there? No, I used yeah, to like Bill Clinton. They really, and this man leads into our show on Friday night. I know. It's all right. His career is over after this, anyway. Who cares? Now, these are the interesting ahead, statements. Norm. More of those no, kind of Bill statements Clinton, are coming out. He was a great man, obviously. As it know, goes everybody along. Everybody has their opinions, right? Mm -hmm. Are you moving along? No, Bill Cosby. Get to the point. Bill Cosby. Oh, Cosby. Oh, God. God. Cosby. What's Cosby. in that coffee? What are you drinking in there? Well, Bill Cosby is a great man, first okay. of all. There has never been any accusations toward Bill Cosby about anything. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Oh, I, no, I, I met him. I, I opened for him at, at a club, and he was a great man, you know. He's my hero of all time. You know how funny Bill Cosby yeah, is. Yeah, right? so I'll get to the point. <laughs> I'm going past menopause. No. <laughs> Make the point. Let's go. Not everything has a point. Just, we are There's learning like that. It. Okay. All right, Norm, you want to finish the story, or shall I ask you the next thing? Well, the Bill Cosby thing is this. Dear God. I, I uh, met Bill Cosby. We're all fans of Bill Cosby, right, Burma? Yeah. What? Yes. Why don't we talk about the millionaire? Oh, yeah. You know what? Tonight, Norm yes, and I... Yes, please. The, in, I like Bill Cosby. Norm, Let's talk about the millionaire. Norm MacDonald and I are on The Millionaire tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, tell him about that, how, how you thought he's dumb today. Where do you see yeah. him tonight? <laughs> Did they keep trying to promote shit and he just keeps going back to the, to the irritant? I love it. But he says very little the whole time. People always told me Hollywood was like incredibly liberal of bias and I thought it was untrue. But <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, we, you have 10 seconds don't tell to talk how much about you the want. millionaire. Uh, don't tell him what I want? No. Oh. 
You're not allowed to tell anything like that. Well, uh, what are you trying to ask him then? I don't know. Okay, so he's on the Millionaire Tonight, and he's on on Friday nights, and uh, and on Monday his taxes will be audited. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on Friday nights at nine. He's on the Millionaire at nine. You can play along at home on Enhanced TV. <laughs> You are a number. I have never met anything like you. You're goddamn right. And you never will again, Norm MacDonald. One and only, dude. What a fucking legend and a hero. Anyway, we, uh, back to the bull at hand. We always like to thank people up front. We had to do a little Normie tribute, uh, because of the day. Uh, we, we are a value for value podcast. And so, uh... What we try to do is come together each week, put the show out, and uh, that's yours. And all we ask in return is give some value back. There's uh, several ways to do that. The most obvious one is the treasure, and we always thank those people. Uh, starting with Justice of Two J's in a Pod came in with ten bucks, um, and this is a new thing on my radar. I'm just gonna read his note here off of the PayPal's, but yes, another. Um, Pot podcast out there that is value for value. Would Woo! you would you believe it? And uh, of course, it's very uh, believable, just because the they go hand in hand. They go together. Streaming value for value and weed is an excellent combination. Uh, Justice says, "Glad I found your show. Love it. Sharing the value for value. Two J's in a pod dot com. Keep it up from Justice." So. Uh, just got that in yesterday, and I've been out in the boonies. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So I haven't had time to listen yet to two J's in a pod dot com. Uh, listen to the show, but we thank you, Justice. Yeah, uh, thank you. I love that kind of stuff, you know, crossing over, uh, finding new shows and new peoples. Yes, we'll um, have a link in the show notes for sure. That's right, and I'm going to post it in the, in uh, the chat? bowl chat as well. You can always join us there at bowlafterbowl dot com. Click on Listen Live, and there's links to all kinds of stuff, including the bowl chat. Just a nice little IRC, IRC chat. An IRC channel on the best IRC in the universe, Zero Node, where all your favorite No Agenda peoples hang out all the time, anytime, every time. You can find us there. Uh, we also want to thank C Dubs for his monthly donation of 420. Woo! Thanks, C Dubs. That's right. Aw. C Dubs accidentally threw his weed away. Oh, no. Today. How in the heck? How the heck do you accidentally throw your weed away, C-dubs? It's been a day. It has been That's a day. How. That is that is like, um, it's just been a weird day. Has it not, bowlers? I mean, am I the only one here? Am I the only one? Clearly not. Clearly not. C-dubs threw his weed away. Who else? If you're having just a weird day, you can let us know on the voicemail line now. That's another way to give back to the bowl. Um, also, before we uh, get into that, though, we do want to always thank... Uh, no Debit and Bimrose for the two streams we're streaming on. The No Agenda stream, of course, through Bimrose. Um, put us on that every Tuesday night yes. after DH Unplug gets wrapped up with uh, John C. Dvorak and, of course, Andrew Horowitz. So we roll right after that, and we thank you for that. And No Debit for giving us the bowl stream just out of the kindness of his own heart, a contribution to the show, to the bowl. So thank you, Thank sirs. you, guys. But yes, like I was saying, another way you can give back uh if you're fresh out of treasure it's time and talent and uh one of those ways is to call into the voicemail line 
we always have a first time I ever topic, and I'm a very forgetful guy, especially when I get busy and I'm driving uh, hundreds of miles a weekend and never leaving a metro area. Uh, this week's first time I ever is the first time I ever drank on a boat, and uh, we've already established that floating counts. So if you drank on a float, or you drank on a boat, or if you drank on anything that rhymes with those words, float and boat, you can call the voicemail line and tell us. But also just, if today's been weird and you're feeling it, like I'm feeling it, pick up your phone. All you gotta do. Call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right, you can call in, you can text in if your voice shy. And uh, as the Reverend Cybertrucker texted us, yay, all done, because we got the metal moment in. <gasps> we'll be bringing you a new metal moment tonight, of course. Uh, but yeah, leave us your voicemail, let us know. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future, you know, this isn't necessarily always consumed live every Tuesday night. People listen throughout the week and you can always call back in or text in because the phone is always open. The voicemail is always turned on and waiting to receive your stories. Uh, all that good stuff. Also, there's another way to contribute the treasure. Uh, and that is streaming value for value in the new podcasting 2.0 ecosystem. We think it's pretty cool. You can stream Satoshis to podcasts as you listen or send what's called boosts uh, at different points that you like or make you laugh or make you cry or make you want to die or any of that kind of stuff. You can send a boost uh, this past week, almost hit 10,000 sats. Whoa. Uh, so it's, I don't know, it's, it's, we've had heavy weeks, we had light weeks, we usually get above that, um, but the wild thing is that it has never shut off. You always get something streaming there, and so it's another way that you can just keep value trickling in, and, uh, you know, a way that you can give value in an appreciating asset rather than a depreciating asset, if you're thinking about oh, we only have 10 bucks or only have 5 bucks or whatever, you know, use uh, Strike or something like that. I'm, Strike is trying to be the cheapest way to buy it and have it on the Lightning Network. Uh, use Strike, buy some Bitcoin. If it's a little tiny bit, 10 bucks, you know, that 10 bucks on Strike is going to be worth more down the road than the 10 bucks in your wallet, the Federal Reserve notes. So maybe you think it's not a lot, but it adds up. And uh, we definitely appreciate everybody streaming the sets, everybody sending the cock bucks, and everybody sending all of the stories we get, all of the voicemails we get, all that good stuff. In fact, the voicemail box is feeling heavy tonight. Sweet. So I'm excited to get into it. But first, of course, uh, we always start things off. Oh, the little... little Top three thirty-three. That's right. Where's the magic right. number this token Tuesday? Where you? Where? Where could it land? Where could it land? Well, it just so happened that thirty-three dogs, fifteen chickens, and one pony were seized in a cruelty case. Oh no! In New York State, yes, they were not in good living conditions. Uh, but now the state has them in their custody, so maybe things will get better. Mm. Yeah, oh, you gotta hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, they auction them off to uh, someone who will care and take care of them. The government's here. Everything's going to be okay now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always wonder about these cases. Although 33 dogs is a lot. No they, doubt. They did point out that uh, 
they were unregistered. So they said, oh, these folks, whoever it was that uh, was harboring these animals, will be hit with 33 different uh, unlicensed animal fines, which is no bueno. I think it's kind of silly you got to license your animals with the state personally, but there's a lot of weird hoops we got to jump through in these days. So then uh, in Florida, 33 lawmakers have asked DeSantis to apply for federal benefits to help feed the children. Oh, nice. Think of the children, won't you? You always have to. You have to think of the children. When are we not thinking of the children? Um, It's part of the Pandemic Electronic Benefit Transfer Program, which lets eligible school children get funds on EBT cards to buy food. Florida had the program last year, but the funding ended in June. These kids get 375 bucks a month. But they're public school slaves. Well, you know, there's always a (laughs) trade-off. With a card. Don't send them your cash. Give them the electronic money on a card. Yeah, it's got to be swipeable. Yes. And last week, you know, I said 33 lawmakers writing a letter, getting together and asking for favors was a magic number. Yeah, man. Because, of course, last week they were asking to uh, end vaccine mandates up in Rhode Island. So uh, maybe these 33 lawmakers just wanted to overshadow those dudes. You never know. I thought it was kind of a coinkydink. I was like, wow, two weeks of 33 lawmakers getting together asking for stuff. Hmm. Oh, well. It's 33 lawmakers are on the move, man. That's right. And in Worcester, Worcester, Massachusetts, a 33-year-old was accused of stabbing someone in the face. Oh, God. I couldn't believe my eyes when I was reading the story. I was like, well, surely this is England. No. (laughs) Is my eyes deceiving me? My eyes was not deceiving me. Back in my native land of Massachusetts, this guy was outside of the Fidelity Bank Worcester Ice Center, which apparently has two NHL regulation ice surfaces in it. Sounds pretty incredible. Big. And, uh, yeah, just got into this fight and, like, drew a crowd and, uh, you know... Stabbed this guy in the eye with a knife. I called the police. Someone did. And the victim was transported to the hospital with a very serious eye injury. This is serious. I don't know if your eye can survive being stabbed with a knife. I I will survive. I will survive. (laughs) They can always get a cool glass pirate eye to replace it. No doubt. Look, They look so good. But that must fuck with your uh, depth perception. Having one eye. Mm-hmm. Turn into one eye Willie. Let me see what it looked like. Her clips were incredibly relevant for that story. They were, you know, anytime the uh, the police get called on something, she yeah. comes in handy. No doubt. Uh, you know what else came in on our text line? Oh, what? A little picture of uh, the oh. new setup. Boobs got his raspy blitz. He's going to be oh, streaming yeah. sats pretty soon. See, once boobs get set up, I think we can start doing the. Misinformed Nation streaming sets, too. Ooh. Um, hopefully more of those guys get on board. I know Metis is set up. Um, but yeah, we can start plugging people in. Start doing like a Ring of Fire or whatever? Maybe, maybe podcast Ring of Fire. That'd be good. Okay. I stream sets through a burning Ring of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice one. I'm just trying to figure it out day after day. Yeah, I'll have to buy a little <laughs> another chunk to 
be able to open another big channel. But uh, well, I need to get my node going. So yeah, no let doubt. me do it. Let me do it. Okay, you can do it. I'll I'll figure it out. If you make a ring of fire that just you're in, then I can just have a channel with you, and I'm sort of like a hop away from that ring. Cool. Seems like this seems like a plan, man. Yeah. It's, it's the beauty of uh making the node connections, man. Oh yeah. The spider web of notary. I like it. I like it. Every podcaster should have a node. Speaking of notary and podcasters, Mr. Abel Kirby has agreed to hang out with us on Friday for Woo! our first bowls with buds in a while. Yeah, you like them apples. I like them. I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Yes. It's been a while. You're going to have to tune in on uh, Friday. Since we've had a good old bud in the bowl. I'm That's excited. Right. So we'll do Friday. Friday we'll do uh, the bowls with buds. Probably a little earlier than the typical bowl. And then uh, we'll head up north. Oh, boy. To the old Papa Rooney's palace. Oh, man. Your dad has leveled up. Not only has he moved into this beautiful home on acreage, but he found bowl after bowl and actually gave it a <laughs> listen. I could not believe it. Nice execution. You're doing terrific. He was telling me about the magic number that I told him about. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, if you like that one, you should have listened to the next episode. <laughs> oh, God. Or even tune in live, but yeah. he hasn't. That's okay. <laughs> bull after bull is not for everyone. No, 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 but we do need a bulls with buzz with pop. Do not take bull after bull if you are allergic to bull after bull. <laughs> Uh, Papa's allergic to a lot of things. Yeah, so am I. Like Bulls ragweed. Oh. It's far more prevalent out in the uh, rural areas. It's hitting the uh, best of us this week. And the rest of us. Yeah. Missouri was in the red on the uh, allergy map. Yeah, if you look at the allergen map, it like starts in central and some west Texas. Or some of east Texas. Excuse me. It was up through pretty much all of Oklahoma, all of eastern Kansas, all of Missouri, and then up to Iowa. A little bit out into Tennessee, just like a little tick. Not much. Yeah. Hit you pretty hard. Smashed, man. But not as bad as our four-year-old. Now four-year-old. Yep. Yep. She got the allergies. Yes. But, you know, at least we're not rushing her in for a nasal swab and worrying about it being the coof. Yeah. We just know. It's like, oh, same time of year, same uh, runny congestion and... Cough caused by congestion, the post-nasal drip, and then the zombie eyes. Oh, I know all the the symptoms very well. Your day yes. starts off by waking up with your eyes glued shut. Because your oh. eyes have been running like soft boogery boogers, and then they just dry on your eyelashes. <laughs> First time it ever happened to me, I like panicked. Oh, and wait. And I pulled my eyelids apart. The first time I ever had eye boogers... Oh, the first time I ever had my eyes glued shut oh. by allergies. I mean, I think that's a little different. <laughs> okay, well, go on. You had to pull your eyelid apart with your finger. Oh, God, I was in a panic. I didn't know what was going out. on, so I just pulled them, yeah. Yeah. Best thing to do is just get a hot, damp rag. Let it rest on there. That softens up and, you know, re-wettens everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like dried glue. Moisten it up. And then you can pull your eyelids apart without losing eyelashes, oh. basically. <laughs> Yeah, I too was in a panic the first time I woke up and my eyes were glued shut. That yeah. I remember. It's never a good, uh, never a good feeling. I'll tell you, the wolf cub uh, had one eyelid glued shut the other morning and yeah. was not happy about it. And it's like, oh no, little baby. Babies get mad, but they rarely <laughs> panic. No, yeah, they he was just start, mad. They start crying, and get mad if something's wrong. That's about it. I likely had 
my eyes glued shut when I was a newborn too, and just don't remember it. Yes, yes. Well, we moved a lot of crap over the week, that's for sure. But it's all over now. Now it's just moving crap around, fixing crap, doing little around-the-house projects, uh, which will be much more fun and rewarding. Well, you know, I don't know if this is the trait of all handymen or just you, but, boy, you just pump out those projects for your dad, man. You're just (laughs) on it. You're killing it. I guess. But all the projects in the bowl... Or just on a to-do list, you know? Yeah. You start them, you start them, and then it, they just sit there, and they rarely meet completion. But man, you did one, two, three, four, five things in a day up at your dad's house. It was epic. You're just busting it out. Yeah. Putting things together, painting things, building a ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah. That was a hilarious project. I On all the steps, I'm just like, forget one step way too early on in the process and have to backtrack. Uh, well, what happened with the ceiling fan? It's like they put the screws, the screws all together yeah, The screws something. they're making with these fans, these new fans, depending on what step you're on or what section you're on, they're just tiny little size differences, like half a millimeter or less. Size differences between these screws. And so you're like setting the screws aside from this section and from this section. And... uh to me, they looked the same at first, so I didn't bother to, like, separate them out. Because they look, I mean, they're the same color. They had the same washer on them. I was like, boom, they're fine. It turns out there was just, like, a hair difference. So the small ones would sp- spin in the big circles, you know? Yeah. And the big ones would just spin but would go in. But you don't want to force them in, you know? Uh, they were close enough that they would, like, eventually fit if you lined them up right. But. Mm. They just want to make it as hard as possible so that you'll mess it up or break it and need to buy another one or you have or call a guy. Or you have to call a guy to install it or you know it's, it's they could easily engineer and manufacture the things to all have the same size screw. There's no legitimate reason for the screws here and the screws there to be that minuscule size difference. No reason other than, you know, what I just said, just to scam people, make life difficult. Make it so you can't just do it yourself. Or that it's harder to do yourself. It's not that you can't, obviously. But uh, you're just going to have a percentage of people who fuck it up or get frustrated. And then never do that again. You just discourage future do-it-yourselfers. And and man, I ain't about that life. You gotta just do all this shit yourself. If you remember the epic fucking air conditioner fix. Yeah. I got bids up to like $700 to do an $8 fucking part. I know. Put on. Makes you in sick. In 10 minutes or less, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, that's how it's all, this, uh, all these scams roll, man. You know, the ceiling fan project, though, we did also start it at, like, what, 1130 We at started at 1130, but I yeah. didn't, I thought, I mean, it's just a ceiling fan. It's not like a, it's not like you're moving mountains. It's a ceiling no. fan. Oh, yeah. But uh, one of the weirdnesses was, just to start the project, in the bedroom that we're, well, we picked out, guys, for the spare bedroom at my pop's house. Since we did the inspection, we know we found this weird problem where if you flip the kitchen light on over the island, that middle bedroom light also came on. And you could flip it on and off from the kitchen light. But then when you turned it off in the kitchen, then you could go back to the bedroom and the bedroom light would work. If you had it on in the kitchen, the bedroom light wouldn't turn it off. You could flip it and it wouldn't do anything. If you turned the bedroom light on, the kitchen light would flip on. 
And we were just like, I don't know how the hell this works, or I've never seen anything like this. Some people were like, oh, they set the switch up wrong. I don't really know. I'm not a, I'm not an electrician. I know the very much, much the basics. So when we went to put the ceiling fan in, of course, you got to turn the breaker off to play with live wires coming under your ceiling. We turn the bedroom breaker off. We isolate that. And then we're like, well, let's make sure that it's still dead. Go into the kitchen, flip the light on, and of course it comes right back on. So we had to find two separate breakers to kill in order to safely do this install. When I pulled the old fixture out, it was just like a two-bolt fixture, and there was a hot and a neutral running from each bulb. But then there was a hot and there was two hots and two neutrals running in from the house. And of course, when you first open up the fan, it starts with the instructions. It says you can only have two wires running from the house, two 16 gauge wires. Uh, if uh, if there's like anything more than that, consult an electrician. Of course, there's four wires. There were two hots and two neutrals. And one of them was coming from each circuit breaker. So basically, if either switch was on, that bedroom light would come on. And I don't know, through reverse electrosis, or I'm just a simple retard. I don't know exactly. But somehow, if you had that switch on, it was feeding power through that light back into that kitchen light on the other side. So... Basically, I just taped up the one that was on the kitchen breaker. It's still up there, but it's not plugged into anything. There's no wires exposed anymore. It's just got one service now, so the switch works right. Solved that problem and got the ceiling fan up. It only took me three fucking hours. Oh, yeah, and painted, you know, under where the boob light was hanging. I guess it did add some time, too. See, my sister painted all the ceilings in the house, and uh, the the old light fixture was bigger than the top of the fan was. It was a boob light. It was a big boob light. I don't know what those lights are actually called. Big glass titty. But they look like a boob. And uh, obviously there was some old yellow ceiling exposed when we took that down. Yeah. Didn't get painted, so I painted all the way to the hole. And then slapped that bad baby on. It looks beautiful, though. It was like the cheapest fan at Lowe's, and it, it looks so pretty. Yeah, it looks awesome. And it blows a hell of a lot of air, which is... The biggest point, you got to have the air blowing on you. Yes, a ceiling fan in every room. Can't be. <laughs> should be, should be. Kids next. Of course, bunk beds and ceiling fans <laughs> tend to not mix. Oh, is there n- not a ceiling fan in that room? There's not right now, mm. and I wonder. Mm-mm. I wonder we'll if just we just do not the put oscillating one in. fan for yeah. them. Yeah, that's How about what that? I'm thinking. No heads bonked over there. Something else awesome that I did uh, while I was up at my dad's. Last night, was I won candy on Hog Story. Yeah, you did. Can you believe that? It All was right, epic. John. Yeah, John's just pissed because I'm not going to share any of my candy with him. Uh, John is too young for candy, but I'm the perfect age for some uh, mushroom-capped, or excuse me, candy-capped mushroom-flavored candy, which I don't even know. I haven't even Googled candy-capped mushroom. I want it to be that big of a mystery. Lorraine and I, we just heard mushroom. We said, mushroom, candy, candy, mushroom, candy. Mushroom, mushroom. Send it my way. So I've been entered for a few weeks. And it's funny because the past two uh, weeks, I haven't even been able to tune in and do my usual like Monday night podcast uh, rituals. I listen to Hog Story Live and then I listen to Behind the Schemes Live. And uh, go from Fletcher and Carolyn to Boobery and Lavish. And have a great night. And uh, all of that's been interrupted in this hullabaloo. 
Uh, but regardless, I came back. I'm still at my dad's. I'm still working on a dumbass project. Um, but we figured out how to tether the phones and get a hotspot going. So, like, yeah, we did. My data would never be consistent enough to stream anything up there. Oh, John. But somehow, hers running a hotspot was. Uh, explain that to me. I don't get it. But uh, soon he's gonna have fiber hooked up, and then that will be that. We'll be fine. We'll be able to be wherever we want to be. And still stream our favorite casts, man. Finally. Um, but yeah, you can check out Hog Story, and I think when one or two more candies left, uh, you just gotta listen on Mondays and Thursdays. You can go to hogstory.net, or the better way to do it is go to inthesmoker.net. Hello. Ooh. Fancy new uh, address. Same hogs you know and love, inthesmoker.net. Yeah, the smoker. It's off to the side. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is off to the side. Well, hell, I, what, think, I think that's all the baby has to say. He's, he's just, getting noisy there for a minute. I know. He just wondered why we're not behind the curtain yet. Oh, let's just get back there. Yep. Yep. Grunts of approval from the little wolf cub. Although, you know, technically you're supposed to be 21 to be back here, but... We make an exception for babies. So the magic number didn't pop up so much this week in the Koof stories, thank goodness. Uh, I think that because football is up and running again, yeah, the Koof stories are going to slow down. That makes sense. But there were 33 Koof-related deaths in Pennsylvania, 33 new cases in New Zealand, 33 students in quarantine in Appleton, Wisconsin. And uh, cases went down 33% in Madison County, Illinois. Just a quick little uh, quick little run of 33s there. Nice. Yeah, it's not as many as usual with the coofs. No, thank goodness. I'm yeah. over it. Football calms all of the craziness. Football! America's favorite sedative mm-hmm. besides beer is football. Yeah. I'm not watching, but I did see a lot of 33 scores. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a lot of teams scoring 33. <laughs> anyway, Illinois is starting another lottery to give out um, retail licenses uh, to appease six applicants who felt they were wrongly denied fair chances to win. And turns out that... uh. The state is claiming there was a clerical oversight regarding data entry. How convenient. led to an error during the first three lotteries, during which they granted 185 licenses. So, uh, although these six applicants won't be assured to win a license, they are welcome to apply again, and the state will be permitting 500 new licenses oh, in this gonna, next round. They're going to spin again, huh? Spin again. Buy another ticket to the lottery. <laughs> All right. Yes. yes wasn't yes. our fault. We swear. Now, uh, when the AP covered this, I, I pulled out a quote uh, that just really struck me because I was like, wow, this is, this is the state of things right now. This is the Associated Press. Here's a quote from them. Wealthy, clouted, white male applicants won a significant portion of perfect scores scores, instead of the black and Latino applicants who were meant to get an advantage as social equity applicants from areas hurt by the war on drugs. <laughs> you know, like, we, we've been talking about the social equity scoring since we first heard the term, right. what, over a year now? 
Um, and it was like, what? Is this coming down to skin color? So they, what they're saying is they scored lower even with the boost? Yes. Than uh, the rich piggies or whatever they're trying yes, to say. Yes, but to break it down to skin color to me just like made me gag, you know? Because it's just been veiled as this social equity thing is like people hurt by the drug war, blah, 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 blah. And I know they always say, oh, disproportionately black communities. But it's just supposed to be people hurt by the drug war, which is everyone. Right. And people who have arrests on their records. Um, you know, but then it, uh, wealthy, clouted white males. Like, I'm sorry. That sounds kind of subjective. Just saying. Just yeah. saying. But anyway, and it's it's literally the last sentence of the article, too. Like, the they just had to, like, put that stinger in at the end. The hot target. Hot target, yeah. Easy. We're Easy hot, picking. We're, we're a hot target right now, what can I say? Yeah. That's racist. Oh, well. Oh, well. What do you expect, you know? What mm, do you expect? Not much from the mainstream. <laughs> oh, EP, this is why I didn't accept your job offer. Ooh. Anyway. Missouri voters might see two recreational measures in 2022. Uh, right now, uh, I believe the uh, little petitions have been approved for two groups. Legal Missouri, which is new approach under a new name. Oh. They're proposing a 6% sales tax and a provision to expunge records related to some marijuana-related offenses. Uh, and the other group is Fair Access which is focusing on providing equitable licensing, low barriers to entry, and low taxes. Now, they've submitted, like, about five or six different versions of their petition with slightly different wording in different areas, and I think, like, four of them got approved, so I'm waiting to see which one is, uh, you know, the one they're going to go with before I read it all. Right. But... They, I don't know. I, they, the, they get a whole process. They know how to cover all their bases and do their A-B testing if, and all that. If by equitable licensing they mean lower application fees, cool. But the word equitable at this point in time is just a red flag for me. I know. And what bums me out, too, is fair access. When you go to their website, they're like, oh, we want to prevent a monopoly in the industry that has been created by the backers and politicians of New Approach, now Legal Missouri. And I thought that was interesting, you know? And yeah. I was like, huh, okay. Are you going to propose a tomato model? Because if so, I'm there. But no, I, I don't think so, you know? No, 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 no. Tax and regulate. Oh, if I had a million dollars, I would pay people to gather signatures on the tomato model and just make it happen. Because come on. Come on. Anyway, in Nebraska, activists have submitted two complementary medical initiatives, which they wrote to get around that single-subject challenge they faced last time. Of course, they were told that buying weed, uh, possessing weed, using weed, those are all different topics. Right. Not a single subject, which is uh, what the state rules are. So here we go. Two complementary initiatives submitted, and we'll see where that goes. I'm praying for you, Nebraska. I really am. Yeah, you got you to gotta get it done. Got to get it however done. However you can, however you can. That guy is cuckoo reefer madness, though. You know, talking about THC, killing teens and stuff. Studies show <laughs> marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, f*** them studies. Fuck them studies. 
<clears throat> uh, Detroit voters are going to be deciding whether or not to decriminalize psychedelics oh, in boy. November. And I didn't know this, but Ann Arbor already passed decriminalization of psychedelics last oh, year. Look at you boys so up in Ann Arbor. Just playing a little catch up there. You know, free of the mushrooms. Yeah. In California, the Department of Cannabis Control has released a 197-page draft of new industry regulations open for public comment. Um, but they're going to finalize and adopt the rules at the end of the month. So some of the things they want to change is uh, to make it so only manufacturers, cultivators, and full distributors are allowed to designate goods as trade samples in the state's track and trace system. I love these names, track and trace, seed to sale, oh, pain in the ass, that's what I like to call it. Um, but retailers, testing labs, transporters, and event organizers are not permitted to give away samples. But they can receive them. <laughs> nice. Stuff like that. It's just such an eye roller. Um, they also want to create a new, narrower definition for company owner and those who have financial stakes in businesses, also known as stakeholders. I just write my notes like a goofus. <laughs> um, and they want to create allowances for non-vertically integrated companies to sell branded merchandise from other licensed businesses. Nice. So That's what I like for breakfast is a big heaping bowl of regulations. Right? Spell everything out. Try to uh, literally cover everything. And then the things that aren't covered can be little catch-22s. And we can just play legalese games yeah. for the rest of forever just and people can sue and make money and give money and you know funnel all the money to one person eventually at the top you gotta just make it impossible to uh, have a regular business and not accidentally get yourself in trouble mm. it's too much too much it's just tomato model man ah but anyway also in California, there are some bills waiting to be signed by the governor. Um, the first is Senate Bill 311. 311 <laughs> nice. was an inside job. Yeah, Bush uh, did 311. Yeah. Also known as Ryan's Law. This allows terminally ill patients to use weed within healthcare facilities. Seems, but, seems reasonable. <laughs> but it prohibits inhalation. Oh, my God. And there's, there's some restrictions in emergency rooms. Is this the Bill Clinton rule? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can use weed, but you Just can't, can't inhale. inhale. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Edibles only. Go fuck yourself. They can do edibles. Edibles make me too high. Just want a little puff here. Oh, when you're terminally ill, I mean. You can smoke a joint at the hospital anyway. It's been done. Let's just say it's been done. Okay. In Minecraft, it's definitely be done, been done. <laughs> I don't have like documentation. I'm just saying it's been done. Um, I guess in 2019, Newsom vetoed some similar legislation because of the old conflict between state and federal law. Oh. Which persists. Mr. Mighty Veto. Mm-hmm. Neat. Um, then in California, Senate Bill 73 is waiting to be signed, which would end mandatory minimums for certain drug sale offenses. 73s. 73 alpha. I am down for getting rid of mandatory minimums. Yes. I think it's silly. 
well, to it, say. It just steals the, it's the legislature stealing the judiciary's job. There's a separation of powers for a reason. So mandatory minimums are the legislative branch encroaching upon the judicial branch. Oh, would you look at that? Just a, some basic fucking civics. So basic. And yet, just destroyed. Yeah. Just no one cares. <laughs> Form of government that can be explained by drawing a fucking triangle and people don't understand it. It's just totally corrupt. Could you believe it? Yeah. And then uh, the last bill <clears throat> waiting for signature in California is Assembly Bill 45, which allows hemp extracts like CBD to be added to food, beverages, and cosmetics. Ooh. Uh, not everyone's a fan, uh, like the hemp farmers, <laughs> because it establishes new rules for hemp farmers that include things like lab testing standards. And um, out-of-state hemp products will be held to those new state standards. Um, the sale of outside sales, like buying CBD joints and gas stations, no longer. Only licensed dispensaries will be able to sell the hemp extracts. But 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 but, and, but uh, it's fifty state legal. Mm. I was reliably informed that it was fifty state legal, man. Mm. Yeah. Come on. And Obama man. legalized weed. Obama already legalized weed. <laughs> yeah. Man, don't you keep up with current events? Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. Uh it talks about permitting the sale of smokable hemp, but only once lawmakers agree on a new tax for it. But, <laughs> but they can export out of state whenever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Isn't that hilarious? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, oh, now all these CBD proje uh, products are in limbo. Like, you can't sell it. Can't sell it till we figure out the tax. Gas stations, you, can, you can't sell it. Shoot, you might have been like a little CBD shop running off the 50-state legal model. No. You can't sell it. Maybe they want you to move. Just move. It's now high we'll, time. Now I have to talk about how it's 49 state legal. Oh. Perfect. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Just get out of California. Man, f*** them studies. Fuck them studies. So last Tuesday, uh, while we were doing the show, or maybe a little bit earlier, but you know, these slacking journos didn't write about it until the next day. Right. The South Dakota Supreme Court expanded its professional conduct rules so lawyers can advise clients about weed oh. and weed-related matters. I was like, huh, that's a little uh, odd. Something must be coming up. Well, yes. Ah. Yes, indeed. Today, lawmakers rejected a handful of rule proposals from uh, Noam's administration, Christy Noam, uh, but they approved the bulk of the program. So some of the things they rejected were limiting the amount of high, what they call high-potency marijuana right. products that patients could possess. They wanted to keep it to like four grams. Oh, my God. Yeah. That got struck down. What? Good. Um, they rejected requiring a doctor or medical practitioner having to write a recommendation for patients to grow more than three plants. Cool. So cool. Everyone yeah. can just do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they rejected having a defined list of qualifying conditions, which I think is very cool. Yeah, because can. again, how can you know what all the conditions are that should qualify? People got some weird, rare illnesses and stuff. I mean, shit. You know, we're discovering new things every day. And if you say only, you know, terminally ill patients can get it, well, sure, you know how I stand on the terminally ill thing. You were born. Right. That's a terminal illness. 
but you know, if you just limit it to cancer, say, and then someone comes in with the coof and they're like, but hey, you know, this is a bronchiodilator. Weed's going to help me breathe better. No, can't have it because we have this defined list and you're not on it. If Your it helps, it helps. It. And the patient is the one that determined whether or not it helps. In a perfect world. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of states that have the defined list. And then right, they have yeah. to add to it every year. And the it takes the whole legal process. Joke. And patients die every day waiting to get on the freaking list. Yeah. it's <laughs> Makes it's me sick. It's a bunch of bullshit. It is. Um... They also decided that there will be a $75 application fee to get your medical marijuana card in South Dakota. And if you're low income, I don't know how you prove it, but it will be available for $20. Uh, Sets the state licensing fee to $5,000 for any facility you're trying to get a license for. And uh, the state government says they're going to enact the rules by October 29th and have ID cards issued by November 18th. Mm. So, yeah, rolling out. About to get it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, still waiting on the Supreme Court case for South Dakota's recreational initiative that voters overwhelmingly passed and was wrongfully struck down in a circuit court. Mm. No updates on that. But we're here at Bowl After Bowl. We are on this news. We're watching South Dakota carefully. Anyway, Montana loosened their proposed advertising rules, and they are still accepting public comments on these new change proposals uh, through September 20th. So we shared our qualms with them on the bowl, and the operators out there in Montana were listening and went and bitched about it, and they made some changes. So now some of these amendments in Montana are that uh, cannabis businesses may promote their business and brand, um, but only in electronic advertising. And Ugh. but that counts social media because before they said no social media, it what was if, like no advertising at all. What if it's one of those like TV screen billboards that changes? You know? Ooh, does that count as electronic? That's pretty electronic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, if mine? you got like a LCD sign. Yeah. Electronic supersonic. <laughs> anyway, it also removed the requirement to issue warnings about using weed on every single weed product you buy. Good. Thank goodness. And and then like the example of like warning was like if you smoke meat weed, you may want to smoke more weed. <laughs> it was just a <laughs> habitual use. Like that was the example. I was like, Yeah, what are you gonna warn me about? Why do you think they call it dope? Anyway, they uh, they eased the outdoor sign restriction, but they still are not going to allow businesses to use colloquial terms of marijuana like pot or weed. You just can't use those words. You have to Where say... Where is the bud? I'm looking for the bud. Ganja. Where is the bud? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's pot, all right. So, yeah, you know, you live in Montana? Get your public comment in. Tell them it's still bullshit. Yeah, tell them... Too what... many rules. Call it what it is. Call it some weed or whatever. Cripes. Uh, <clears throat> there was a real weird story in New Mexico this week. Whoa. They opened up their uh, like application process for producer licenses for the first time in six years, mm-hmm. um, but shut it within a week, and they didn't let anyone know it was happening, 
And uh, so only one company applied and was issued a legacy producer license. Wow. Which uh, pretty much allows them to do whatever they want. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be an investigation going on for this. Uh, but it, the timing was very strange, too, because it was the day before the Department of Health transferred its authority over the state's medical program to the newly created Cannabis Control Division. And, uh, you know, the state says, well, we posted a notice on the website and uh, it was the notice was entitled Medical Cannabis Licensed Nonprofit Producer Application Instructions. That, yeah, that doesn't say, hey, we're open for applications. Submit here. Yeah, they probably That's... made no press release or no announcement. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, we buried it on our .gov website. But this, if you go to the county page and then click on the treasury page to go to the secretary's page, you can see a PDF. This uh, journalist at the Santa Fe, New Mexican, though, got a bunch of emails between Department of Health people and uh, the dude applying for the license. They're pretty damning, you know, pretty damning. They're fucking full of shit. Most of them are, <laughs> and these guys certainly are. So. Yeah, this journalist has called for an investigation, and I hope it happens. Because, yeah, that license is like, it's like the one license to rule them all. Green gold, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I want mean, that license. You know, New Mexico already had no market caps and basically no plant growing caps. Or an extremely high cap, if yeah. so. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the New need York... The, need the Ron Swanson... Uh. <laughs> The Ron Swanson license. It just says, I do what I want, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Print it out. 12-point font. This is America. And the New York State Fair is considering changing its smoking policies uh, because they say weed became an issue this year. Oh, That's a quote. Yeah, an issue. An this issue. is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? It wasn't just this year! <laughs> right? I guess that the New York State Fair has had... Areas where smoking is prohibited, uh, but now they're thinking they're going to have to create designated smoking areas. Can find the smokers. Lump the stoners in with the cigarette users. Just all that lower class citizen slave untouchables. Put them I'm in the sick corner. I'm fucking smoke. Dirty fucking smoke. <laughs> Gotta push it into the corner, man. And, you know, use the weed smoke to... Clean out the cigarette smoke. <laughs> it'll that balance guy's out. Fucking right. It'll balance out. Uh, Burn some sage and incense and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Kind of smell like one of those bookstores. You know the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One that has a curtain in it. Yeah, the bowl bookstore <laughs> right here. <laughs> Got plenty of books. Uh... So surprise, surprise. The start date for recreational sales in Connecticut is probably going to be delayed. Ugh. Yeah, till the end of next year. I think they're aiming for the end of the summer. The end summer of... has ended. Yeah. It's fall. As far as I'm concerned, it's probably not officially fall. But, you know. Then uh, I just saw a, uh, an interesting tidbit in a political story this week that I had to write a note for in the bowl. Uh, this Igor Fruman who, you know, they keep linking him to Rudy Giuliani and Trump, or they're trying to just tarnish their names he sounds like this a guy. bad guy to me, wow. 
Well, anyway. Rudy he, and Trump. <laughs> Ooh. But you know how they do that. If there's a problem and they can associate a person who's going through court motions with those guys at all. They're going to. Right. The damned M5M. But anyways, during a plea hearing last Wednesday, he and his associates apparently saw an opportunity for a marijuana business in the United States and admitted to soliciting campaign donations uh, more than $25,000, though unspecified, from a, put, quote, potential investor who's a foreign national in return for a list of Democratic and Republican politicians in states that are legalizing weed. Which to me is hilarious because isn't that just like a Google search? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that list? Like, you really, buddy? You should be able to pull it up pretty quickly. You would pay someone $25,000 for a list of politicians in uh, legalizing states? Money laundering. Yeah, but you can always contribute some value to bowl after bowl. I'm happy to put that list together for you, my we'll, friend. We'll do it for half. <laughs> I'll do it for half. <laughs> or, you know, a cool 33000 We're good. We're good. Yeah. All cash, baby. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, hmm. The weed popping up in this uh, national story. Okay. All right. All Gotta right. love it. Delaware Supreme Court has ruled, like some others, that the smell of weed in a vehicle does not establish probable cause. Of course, it's not going to stop the cops from being dicks to you. <laughs> right. But, you know, I guess they can't use that as their reason to smoke to, to, yeah to smoke your car no to search your car boy are you behind the curtain or what yeah and uh coming up on september 22nd the oregon liquor and cannabis commission advisory committee meeting will be discussing violation reclassification which sounds interesting so you know be uh checking that out and then some uh international news here in italy activists are collecting signatures for a referendum to decriminalize the weed and in south africa the first medical cannabis prescription was issued oh nice history in the making bowlers history in the making and that wraps it up for our news about our favorite plants this week all the plants been a busy week but especially one good one <laughs> busy week for the plants yeah it was like a busy week for the plants you know uh the previous owner of the house that your pop just bought had a little herb garden and i got to go pick some basil and rosemary from it not the cilantro yet but that's coming up and use it in our scratch pizza sauce that we made while we were up there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty special. Getting the plants involved, man. Yeah, you know, I've never successfully had my own herb garden. There's a problem with that, you but... Can inherit one. Yes, maybe. Maybe. I can at least take care of it and make sure it keeps the living. Now that uh, your dad's got a solid one going and growing. Well, uh, we can always have a successful metal moment when one comes in, and one has come in for today. <gasps> Woohoo! The Rev is back in business. He's trucking around somewhere, but he did get a metal moment into us. Care to listen? Yes. In the bowl and in the morning, y'all. This here is the Reverend Cyber Trucker, finally with this week's metal moment. Formed in Sydney, Australia in 2008, the Rumjacks are known for their loud and energetic live shows. The band has released five studio albums, two live albums, and a series of EPs and singles. 
This song right here is one of my favorites. This is an Irish pub song. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to brick the brack the crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Dance and move your legs around. All right, the rum jacks. High energy rum jacks. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you to the Reverend Cyber Trucker for that one. Thank you, Rev. And uh, he always has a poll up because we're traveling the world, all over the world with these metal moments. So uh, surely he'll have a poll soon, if not now. Uh, over on noagendasocial.com, you can follow him at Rev Cyber Trucker at noagendasocial.com from any Mastodon or Plumora, Plemora service. Dude, I, I am impossible when it comes to uh, pronouncing these fucking tech names, whether it's a language or whether it's, you know, you only see them written. Mm-hmm. And like, like even when I learned C sharp, I'd seen it written <laughs> so many times, right? Yeah. Never knew it was C sharp. That was, uh, thanks to me, I believe. I was like, oh yeah, C sharp, like a music note. <laughs> like, no, I knew it wasn't C hashtag for Christ's sakes, but like. C pound? Maybe. I didn't know. Or just C, and then the, the sharp is silent. <laughs> it's a C, but they messed up the swastika after. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Servo thought it was May May for so long. Oh. Not meme. Well, remember we have a, had a friend that used to always say Meme. Meme. Just May-may. a troll, everyone. Yeah, you know, he liked getting people upset. People are going to butcher it anyway. I don't know. And then the tech world likes to always misspell stuff or leave a vowel out or be cute about it somehow, you know? Yeah, and some people uh, still don't know that it's GIF. Clearly GIF. <laughs> I mean. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously GIF. Anyway, hey, what do you think the bowlers had to say this week, man? We've had uh, talking about the first time I ever not found money, because that was what it said all week long, and that was last week's. Uh, but this week we're talking about the first time you ever drank on a boat, which was a user submitted. Was that Servo that came up with that one? I know he was chirping in a lot of them. Uh, somebody came in with it. Uh, but regardless, oh, we got a real short one to start the night off. What's this one about? Could it be a blank? It's a local number. Oh, but a local well, butt dial. Butt dial. Maybe they got shy. 
Maybe they get Aww. shy. Well, if you're shy, caller, you can always text. It's all right. That's right. You know, you guys need to update the topic and the bowl after bowl channel so we can what? figure out what, what the first time I ever is. Because, what? Yeah, it's I, you update it the day of usually, but uh, yeah, I don't know what, <laughs> now the, what the first time I ever is. So, so uh, 50, you know, I'll go with, I'll just I'll just pick something. So the first first <laughs> oh, time I ever had this a job, the list. maybe might the, um, the best thing that I can think of and since it's related to finding money because you know, yeah go okay, get a job yeah. if you want to find money first time um, you ever had a job I but like I'll, I'll go with the first job I think I had that wasn't that didn't involve my family uh, so um, I I had lived in so my mom moved to Hawaii I don't know in the early 80s or in their mid 80s I guess um, and I didn't move over with to her until um, until late, you know, until the until the late '80s, I guess. But that's um, but she when but I had went to go visit her a couple times uh, for the you know for the summer, and at that time she was staying in a um, you know, living in a condo um, on on the Big Island, and and there was a and next to the to, to the condo that we lived in, there was a there was a miniature golf course, and uh, yeah, and I got to I got I did actually get to work at this miniature golf course. Uh, which I think is actually kind of, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know, I didn't make a lot of money at it. It was, you know, a lot of things like pulling weeds or, you know, occasionally uh, helping people get their, you know, get their golf balls or what, you know, or whatever. Um, they also happen to have video games inside the little uh, shack or whatever, um, which was kind of cool, too. I remember when they brought in the Berserk game or whatever there. But, uh, yeah. The guy was kind of a, an interesting fellow, I'll say that. Uh, to as be far polite as I know, that, about it. Now, I haven't been to, I haven't been to the Big Island in, um, well, about 20 years. Um, but the last time I was there, on it, they, uh, you know, that, I think that golf course was still there. I don't know that, you know, the, the guy that was running it uh, has probably passed away by now because, you know, he was, I think he was pretty old back in the, back in the 80s. So, I'm, but, um, yeah, that was, uh, you know, so, you know, I made a little bit of money with that. I don't, don't remember how much it was. It, it kept me, um, busy during the summer, I guess. And then I, uh, came back, but, uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I like money. I, I probably had other jobs too, I guess, but, uh, um, it was one of the more memorable ones, I guess. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was maybe, maybe I will call back when, there is, uh, you know, when I know what the uh, when I know what the actual first time ever topic is. Nah. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. We will keep Let it a it. secret. Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Yeah, usually we announce at the end of the previous show, but uh, I just I'm so bad at putting it in the IRC topic, which is silly. It should just be one of the things that I do every every night. You silly spenny. But uh, I'm an idiot, so. You know, there's that. Yeah, I bet the next caller is not an idiot. Though. No, that's why we have the callers, you know, to to kind of even it out, you know. <laughs> In the bowl. In the bowl. Pack the bowl. Pack. Smoke the bowl. Smoking it. Smoking it. What's up, bowlers? How's it going? Oh man. I want my weed. What a question, huh? What was that, uh, the question? Oh, my God. I don't even remember it myself. You better pass that back around. Here you go. Oh, man. First time I ever drank on a boat. Yeah, that's it. You know what? What? If you you call (laughs) floating as an acceptable first time or two, I guess that's what I would... Say is uh, when I first drank on a boat. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, I've been on like a pontoon and had a beer, right. but uh, probably floating. And uh, I don't know. I was probably 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out with a friend and their parents, and they decided, hey, it's Sunday. Why not we just go floating? And uh, it wasn't one of those long floats where it takes like six hours to get down the river. And right. then you have a bus that comes and picks you up and puts all of the canoes and inner tubes on a trailer hitch or something. Not the hitch, but a trailer <laughs> attached to a trailer hitch, obviously. Yeah, that's where you... Yeah, you know, it's not one of those things. And then you, you get driven back to your campsite where you continue to drink and the merriment of the day and get sunburnt and realize that after the fact that you should have put sunscreen on. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, jeez, yeah. No, it wasn't one of those. So it bad. It was just a, a couple-hour trip. And uh, they had a beer, and they asked me if I wanted one, and I was like, sure. I'd have a beer. I think we had finger sandwiches or something like that. Maybe I think they had uh, maybe ham or some sort of Hell cheese yeah. on them. Could have been one of those Ham and cheese. sliced cheeses that uh, is wrapped up in individualized plastic. Could have been covering. drinking the hams, eating the hams. Kind of waxy, and uh, I don't know if people even eat that shit anymore. I I, I don't know if they even sell it. They, they probably do in Mississippi. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I've been down there, and on the end caps at Walmart or in some grocery stores, they sell. You know those round circular trays that sell veggies and stuff? Yeah. For dip? Well, they sell white bread, bologna sandwiches cut up into into in little triangles. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, you, you hit the three, the magic three minute. It's the magic number is three minutes, uh, but you called right in Oops. and finished it. That's yep. the first time I've ever done that. No I worries, that. no I'm worries. I'm going to wrap this up. Happens to the best uh, of us. It's not that great of a story. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's the first time I had a drink on a boat, in quotes. Yeah. And uh, it was more of a canoe. So, anyways, hope you guys are having a a great evening tonight. It's a bit overcast here. It looks like it could rain. Todd is fucking my apartment right now, so... I don't know. Maybe I should open a window. Yeah. Fan on. Uh, Air conditioning is expensive. All right. It's your uh, fellow Nasser Zoan A1 sauce. Hey! In the, in, the, <laughs> in the bowl with everybody. In the bowl. Ciao. I knew I recognized that voice. Yeah. A1 sauce. Yeah. Zoan A1 saucer. On No Agenda Social. Everybody's up on there. Yeah, why is everybody worried about a canoe counting for drinking on a boat? I just looked up the definition of canoe, which is a, a boat that everyone's familiar with. A light, open, slender boat that has pointed ends and is propelled by paddles. So, yeah, of course, of course. Of course a canoe would count for drinking on a boat. You're on a boat, baby. Here I thought you were, like, laying on an inner tube floating on a river or something, you know. You're in a <laughs> canoe, for Christ's sake. That's, that's, that's not even stretching the rules to count that one. Man, I have a float curse, actually, because I do. I'm a Missouri boy, and if you're a Missouri boy, 
if you're a Missouri boy, you have trouble with your levels. But what you don't have trouble with is floating, man. It's like something you do since you're a little kid. Float. Float trips. Whether it's with your youth group or with uh, your scout troop, which I was a member of both. But I had a float curse, man. Like every float trip that ever came up. Even in college when we tried to go float. Yeah. It would either get rained out, flooded out. I'd get sick. Because something always came up. Turned away at the Radical Inclusion Festival. But whatever the fuck. I don't want to get into that. (laughs) Open old wounds. But, uh, yeah. Still haven't actually been on a float. 31 fucking years of the curse so far. Think of that. Think of that. What'd you just... Think about it. Just think of it while the next caller lays I've it. got information, man. Lays it down. New shit has come to light. It's got new information. Okay, so I did actually find what the topic was. Ah, uh, see? So, yeah, getting, the first time I drank on a boat, well... We make it um, hard. <laughs> well? This, and honest, maybe this is oh, what actually uh, prompted me uh, to suggest the following song uh, in um, uh, in the post-show. Well, that and the, the, the particular topic of the... Uh, um, you know, that uh, particular, uh, you know, funky time we were having. So, um, but actually, we uh, a couple around. of years ago, we did a uh, did an event for work, pre-COVID times, obviously, and um, it was it was on it was it was on a boat in uh, in Miami, and, uh, and it was funny because I think when so we we did the event on the boat, it was a you know like a half day thing then. Then afterwards, they took the boat out onto the bay. They kind of circled the bay or whatever. And was, you know, I think we only spent, you know, I don't know, an hour or two. Or week, you know, and, and, and I know that there was alcohol involved. Uh, I don't think I got drunk. At least not that, not that drunk. Uh, <laughs> but um, when the boat started moving, I remember that this was the first song that they had played. So... Uh, yeah, so that's probably one of the, and then, you know, that plus the, uh, you know, we're doing Bone Zone or whatever in the, in the post show. And so that sort of brought up a particular track from the Barry White and the Love and Limited Orchestra. So, yeah, memory anyway, association I game. The, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that, I guess that all explains all of that, uh, Coincidence? I think not. I think definitely oh not. Oh my gosh! Can you see that juice? Boogity boogity What's that? What happens on the post show stays on the post show, unless you recorded it. In which case, send a copy of that shit to me at Spencer at BullAfterBull dot com. <laughs> That's uh, why you gotta hop in the bowl. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain life experience, I suppose you would say. Uh, not as lively as this next caller, maybe. I might say. Bull, bull, bull after bull. Yeah, bull, yeah, bull, yeah. Bull after bull. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me start again. Ah, nice. In the bowl. In the bowl. Florian. What up? Nice eyeshadow, love it. Oh, thank you. There's Spencer. Well, what <laughs> Kids City. Woo! I literally got to stand up and shake my yeah. ass. <laughs> In the bowl. That's how hard the hype is right now. I hope. How are you guys doing? Doing great, great. Oh, that's awesome! I'm glad. <laughs> how that are you? Awesome. How are you doing? I'm 
I'm okay. I'm I'm doing all right. Oh, it's good to hear. Hanging, chilling. Yeah, that's what you do in the bowl. I, you know? I was reading about the first time I ever drank on a on a boat. Boats and hoes. Is it a boat or a just boat. like any vessel? Yes. Any any kind of vessel? Yep. Like a what about a like a paddle boat? A paddle you what? You do some serious drinking on a paddle boat. Let paddle me what? Tell you absolutely. <laughs> Well, yeah, that counts as a boat, paddle boat. I think the very first time was like on one of these like like cruises across St. Lawrence River and this when we went to Quebec City. It was like it was the grade 9 trip in Canada. So it's it's a bunch of kids from Ontario and then they're supposed to come over to discover Quebec and and all has to offer. And of course, they they choose the most francophone area to go to, Quebec City. And you hop on the the cruise, and I don't think it was it was grade nine, so I wasn't I wasn't uh, drinking or anything like that. Allegedly. But the but I'm sure I had some liquid <laughs> there. But the first time I ever actually like Temple, drank maybe. drank like alcohol. Yeah. Whoa. Getting Schlammer hammered, I man. I went out with this guy, and he had a boat. He nice. had one of these boats. One of these boats that you could put on top of a car and then drive to the lake. Yeah, a motorboat. I think it was having Toyota Celica. And we would slap that on top of the Toyota Celica and then, and then get some, like, sweet knots in there. So it would just stay, <laughs> stay put. I think we were on the water for, like... Two hours or something, and drinking noise that causes a lot of motion sickness. So I threw up. Don't recommend it. Not my favorite thing to do. No. Whoa. Threw up. Finish. I give yeah. it a one star. Do not recommend. Ah, oh, seamless. It's just I. It's you get motion sickness and Throw you're drinking up from on the, the boat flow up. And. It's you and this other, in this dude, and you're just having a having a drink and bunch of bunch of drinks. But what's even better than drinking on a boat? Puking on dudes is drinking while you're treading water. Ooh! Now I've never done that. Never have I ever. That I thought was preposterous was when this dude took me out on a boat. Yeah, and we drank on the boat. He didn't know how to swim. He didn't know what? Now, <laughs> I am a strong swimmer. Yeah, like, me too. Like water polo strong yeah. swimmer. You know, like I'm in the deep end. Yeah. I'm about to throw the, the ball yeah. to, to, to pass it over, to hit the goal, or even hit the goal. Or smash somebody's face but who's got the ball. It's a, yeah. 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 You should, if you're going out on a boat, you should probably know how to swim. I'm life-saving certified, and baby. what's great about knowing how to swim and treading water, like when I was learning how to tread water and then they get you to put your hands up in the in the, in the the air. Yeah. And hands on your you're head. like, oh, no, I can't do it. And then, but what's really cool about it is that you can hold a beer while you're treading water and drink it. And you can go hours. I've gone hours doing that. Hell yeah. So that's highly recommended. Swim, tread water while you're 
um, while you're drinking a beer. Right about on. Five out of five, five stars for sure. Would do it again. Bet. And uh, yeah, well, it was it was great to hear from you both. No, you, Florian, Spencer, <laughs> beautiful people. Thank you. All right. Oh. Have a great show. Break a leg. Hey. <laughs> Breaking a leg here, breaking a leg. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. You flatterer, you flatterer, and a transcript, uh, Jim. You both Glorian month question mark. Whoa. That one is getting written the fuck down. Cause see, that's the thing. I don't write it down, and then after the show, I'm like, I don't know what to use for the title. Um. But today you have a pen. Today I have a pen. You know, it's funny because we talk a lot about different. Inside jokes on podcasts, and people are new to the show. And of course, the guys like Two J's in a Pod coming in. Like, maybe you don't really know the inside. What the hell's behind the curtain? What the hell is this or that? Uh, a lot of our memes are no agenda inside jokes. Mm. And uh, the whole naming of the titles thing, I heard, I saw some discussion in it in like a podcasting 2.0 Telegram channel. People are like, do you think it's good to do clickbaity titles or what do you do for your titles? And then, of course, you remember the whole grumpy old Ben's thing where they were worried about nobody would know what a Ben is and maybe it's too inside baseball. I say inside baseball all the way, man. Uh, Cause it's about the core audience. It's about the people who know and who, you know, you've been around long enough to know. And if you don't know yet, just keep listening. You'll find out what all this shit means. You can always call and ask in a voicemail what the hell it means. But the title thing, we just do what the hogs do at hog story. At InTheSmoker.net, uh, they just go to the Google transcription, which is frequently wrong, which is why you have a great job, Lorian. Thank you. Because the robots can't do your job. And uh, we just pick something that's just really goofy Google error, and we name that the title. On most times. Sometimes it's a little topical. But most times, you know, just pick a random phrase like, you both Glorian month, which may well be the title of this one, or we might find something better as we go along. Glorian, who knew? But that's a little inside baseball for you. A word that rhymes with my name. That's right. Mm. Hi. Hey. I will be hitting it soon. Oh, hi, you. Sooner than later. All right. I just walked in the door. Yes. I'm sitting here half naked. <laughs> Halfway there. I want to put my flax on. And realized, oh shit, it's well past, it's well past the witching hour yes. of the beginning of the broadcast. Anyway, I'm not making much sense. I know. Hi. Hello. Good evening in the bowl. Welcome. I've missed you both. I haven't been on NAS for a couple of weeks. and uh, Yeah, I've been away a couple of weeks, kind of. I've been listening. Not really, but yes. And really that. enjoying all the streams as thoroughly as I can. Mm, it's good to hear you. Welcome back. It's good to hear you getting so sultry and sexy on the stream again and just getting to hear Wolf Cubby John being so communicative. You'd oh, love it. wonderful. <laughs> he has a lot to say. No surprise. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, his responses seem to sync perfectly with your emotions and your own responses. Wonderful. <laughs> Glad so, you enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, I wanted to say thank you for playing Norm McDonald for streaming some of his comedy with Dennis Miller. Oh, man. Yeah. What a loss. No doubt. 
rest in peace, Norm MacDonald, and how unbelievably characteristic of him to not want to burden people with that, right? Yeah. Oh, but not to even tell his family. <laughs> Doing... I also wouldn't want people fussing over me for that. Yeah, I agree. I would probably keep it to myself, too. But as beloved as he was, I imagine they would have flocked around him in support. I don't know. Everybody's family is different. So I'm babbling on, and I have 40 seconds. I will say the first time that I ever drank on a boat was unplanned. It was with a really good friend, a male friend, and we were we were crushing on each other for quite a long time. It was a beautiful summer night, and it was um, an old paddle wheel tour boat, and it was a long tour on the river that night underneath the clear, starry skies, and my time is about to run out. Sorry, I will call back. Oh, yes. Please continue, my dear. Okay, yes, I will wrap this up before I run out of time, I promise. So, yeah, we we intended to take this long riverboat tour. Uh, I think it was a total of four hours, two hours each way. And we ended up having the deck to ourselves, the upper deck to ourselves um, <laughs> for the last hour. And others were down. And it was only dimly lit, just enough so that you could see where you were walking on that upper deck. Um, beautiful boat, beautiful night, just everything was right. And we were sitting on our bums, having had a few drinks in us both, being lightweights as well. To this day, I'm still lightweight with alcohol, weed, every every substance. <laughs> and we... We were just talking about things, and we always got along so well. He was so intelligent, so kind, and brilliant in every way, but also vulnerable. And we definitely could admit in that state that we both had wanted to kiss each other for a very long time. Kiss the girl. Whoa, whoa. And I was... <laughs> I don't really like to make the first move, at least not all the time, yeah. especially with somebody that I really love and want to, yeah, just want it to go well. Um, I didn't want to ruin it, our friendship, but it. we did kiss. <laughs> he was willing to make the first move. It was, it was so beautiful. Anyway, that's, um, it was nice. It was a nice drive back, but I fell asleep. <laughs> so he drove. That's the best drove type of home. Um, it was the only time we ever kissed, actually. We maintained friendship for years after that. We just we just both couldn't take that plunge, you know. But we had some liquid courage to drive us at least to kiss, and it was beautiful under the stars on the top deck of that boat. It was wonderful memories with him um, all throughout our friendship. And that was the first time I think I did fill up yet another voicemail as I tend to <laughs> i hope you're having a good night Definitely. other than the news today um, yeah various news and all right talk soon yes yeah the old normie thing was kind of 
left field and uh, unexpected, unexpected thing to talk about in the parsing process, man. But that is wild that uh, he kept it so private and so close to the chest and even was like pretty much doing dark sets about it at, you know, as he was obviously dealing with cancer. Like his whole bit about people dying after their battle with cancer uh, wasn't wasn't that long ago so pretty wild pretty wild in retrospective to go back and and listen to his thoughts on that but just as funny maybe even more funny now you know because it's much more true i forgot i ran out of time yes <laughs> i just wanted to say uh have a good night in the bowl and thank you for your truly wonderful streams I oh really yeah i appreciate both of you and i love you both genuinely Mm. Mm. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I love it. I love the people. Thank you, thank you. You are what makes the bull the bull, all of you voicemailers. Especially you, Quirkass. Yes, we love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, P.S. Spencer. Oh, yes. I just thought I would uh, concur with you that today... Yes. September 14th, 2021. Yes. Fucking weird day. All day long. Yep. Has not been, yeah, it's uh, not been uh, normal. It has been all over the place. Yes. All right. Have a fun show. So at least we know it's like at least over the continental, continentally weird day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just something is, uh, something a little askew in the universe. Just in general. Everything, it's not crashing and burning. It's not falling all the way apart. All of the fixes are quick and easy, but they have to be done just one after another. It's wild. It's really weird. It's hard to keep the train on the tracks today. And, uh, <laughs> Cotton Gin points out, thankfully, it's it's September 15th. At least in the sewer time, which P.S., Tomorrow night, you have to check out Nick the Rat 300. Episode Woo! 300 coming out. Oh, man. It's going to be a great one. NickTheRat.com. You're going to not want to miss the 300th Nick the Rat appearance. But, of course, you also don't want to miss this next caller. I do uh, <clears throat> think long. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pardon, um, Monsieur. A little bit flimmy, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Flemish. I had to think long and hard because uh, voting is quite big here. So uh, hard. So big, so hard. Uh, there's a lot of lakes, the Great Lakes, all sorts of lakes. Oh, yeah, they're great. Um, Those lakes are great. I thought it might have been like going out on a bigger, bigger lake, Lake St. Clair, something like that. But, no, uh, in thinking back, it was a... Uh, lake that's pretty close by me right now that we used to go fishing on. Uh, it's got uh, whew, it's got some big ass homes on it now. I mean, it's uh, and it was quite a big lake. It was uh, there's a lot of subdivisions that had like uh, smaller lake. Uh, the subdivision that I live in is peppered with lakes throughout it uh, that are all like um, man made. Uh, either from like old gravel pits or maybe there was like uh, ponds years ago and uh, got built around. Um, but uh, yeah, this 
was a gravel pit, and then it had like multiple lakes, and they punched it, uh, punched it deeper, and then connected all the lakes. And uh, anyways, they, it had quite a population of bass in it. Uh, it was quite a good fishing lake, and I started going out there when I was probably like I don't know, like thirteen, fourteen, or something like that, fishing heavily. And that's uh, some of my best days of fishing are out there catching, you know, uh, over 50 bass each uh, to the point where I couldn't even hold the fish with my thumbs anymore. Like you had to like, uh, had to use like my index finger because your thumb would be so chewed up from lipid bass. Yeah. But uh, my dad yeah. had a day like that the other day. And we used to night fish out there because you catch a lot more at night. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's where alcohol get introduced. And probably right around 16, 17 or so. Uh, so it was probably the first time we ever drank in a bo- on a boat. Nice. In the boat. In the boat. When's the first time you drank on a boat? The first time I drank on a boat was at Lake of the Ozarks with you. Yes. On your grandparents' boat? Yeah, you know, that might be one of the first times I ever drank on a boat, too. I didn't really? really? I didn't really drink that much underage. Yeah. The only time I did was, like, at parents' houses, people's houses, you know, uh, that I was in high school with, whose parents were, like, look the other way type. Or parents out of town houses. Mostly in that, like, basement situation, you know? Not ever out on a boat or nothing. One field party. Yeah. That used to be a thing. But on a boat, it just wasn't really... Most of the time I'm on boats, I'm at my grandparents' place, you know, so... Yeah. It's not like the the rowdy zone down there, exactly. And yeah, like I said, I, mean, uh, I got the float curse, so you can't really, can't really get around that. No, yeah. But, yeah, definitely Lake of the Ozarks for me. I've been on boats a lot, uh, you know, living in Taxachusetts. Yes. For a while, but yeah, drinking, I'm pretty sure that was the first time. I had silly boat adventures before, smoking pot on boats. Nice. But not drinking. Not drinking on boat till Lake of the Ozarks. And that was a strange drinking day. <laughs> because, yeah, you talked, you hinted at this last week, but when you're day drinking in the sun, just hanging out on the boat. Right. It's just different. Yeah. Different than sitting and standing at a bar. In a dim lit room or wherever else. I don't know. Motion of the water and all. I'm thankful I didn't get sick. Right. Um, this next caller, had a, this last caller, I should say, had a PS. I probably cut that a little premature. Um, premature? Yeah, initially that lake had a lot of uh, houses around it um, on one side. And then they found, like, a bunch of, like, paint and shit buried in the land there. And then oh, uh, no. they freaked out because there was, uh, right across the street from it, was one of the bigger super fun sites ever found uh, in Michigan, I know. Um, might have been bigger, super, bigger super fun around in the, uh, in the U.S., but yeah, super fun, never bad. Uh, that's where a lot of toxic chemicals are found in uh, leaching into soil and groundwater. That's that area is still, like, cordoned off across the street from this place. But they eventually built all the way around the subdivision, and there's, like, million-dollar freaking homes on the on the lake now. But my buddy's parents lived 
uh, on one side, and then there was a field in between them and the lake, and we used to sneak a boat down there. And his dad was a big bass fisherman, so he had, like, a little tiny – it was a Shakespeare model electric trolling oh, motor, sure. which is yep. – uh, Shakespeare doesn't even freaking make electric trolling motors anymore. No. But it was, like, the first of the first kind of – you know, there was stuff earlier, but this was kind of, like, the first uh, – Kind of decent one that a lot of people were using. And yeah, uh, we would actually use car batteries, which are not the right battery to use with a trolling motor, and uh, go out there in an aluminum boat. <laughs> and the people on the other side of the lake would always like, what the hell are those people, like, propelling themselves with out there? You know, they'd be looking around. Now you go out there, there's, like, full-on pontoon boats that have, like, a bank of, like, uh, 12 to 16 batteries and it's got two electric motors and things do like uh i don't know like 30 miles an hour at least they're, they're hauling ass out there when you uh you see them out there now yeah. but pretty crazy that it progressed from uh not that we started anything but you know i'm sure people started looking into that as a viable option viable option all over the place for lakes that you couldn't have a gas motor on but, uh, oh, sure, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's crazy to go from that little piece of crap motor to seeing people flying across that lake on a pontoon years later. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, Ned Ned. Yeah, my dad got one of those, they make the Mintoka, I think they call them. Mintoka. Trolling motor. It's got, it goes up to like six pounds. It's the smallest one available, but the pond's pretty small, too. Just like it's getting wrapped up in all these weeds and slowing down. I got to bring the propeller back to the surface, but I'm not really a big fan of the electric motor because it just seems to not last quite as long. And of course, like you're saying, you can relay a dozen batteries together if you want, but that's like hundreds of dollars worth of battery. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely want a marine battery to do marine shit though. Minkota, that's right, Minkota. Am I in? And then KOTA. Not an ad, just an anecdote. Just saying. It's an ad I would have fucking said it right in the first place. I'm sure this next caller knows how to say it right every time. Yeah, the first time I ever was supposed to go on a boat ride with my buddies. Yeah. I was in charge of the beverages. They had a really nice boat. I got all the stuff, put it in the coolers, took it down there, got her loaded up on the old SS Minnow. <laughs> uh, wasn't feeling so well, so I ran up to get some, you know, snacks or something like that. Well, Ginger and Marianne thought I was already on the boat. Uh-oh. Skipper and Gilligan took off without me. <laughs> How dare they? And I saw them trolling out through the bay. I waved at them, and they waved back. I think they had a good time with my beer. Forgot me. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. Anyway, um, I never saw them again, but uh, apparently they made a pretty good sitcom out of that three-hour tour they had. <laughs> it might be a really bad joke, but think that's all that, I had. Uh... <laughs> I haven't been on a boat. Much ever. Much ever. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Come on out and kick it. We'll put you on a boat, goddammit. Put a beer in your hand. Yeah, I think that uh, 
Ginger and Marianne and the Skipper and Gilligan, they got the short end of the stick on that one, caller. Yeah. He made out. Dodged a real bullet there. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, chiming in with your first time I ever stories. Next week, and of course I've had a couple entries into the Last list. Last week we thought about doing the first time you ever lost a tooth. Yes, I remember that. Due to then, uh, whose call was that? That was phone, was that boy. phone boy. He inspired us with his fr- tooth fairy being the first time he got money. He's an inspirational man. He is an inspirational man, indeed. Yeah. First time I ever had a job was his suggestion tonight. F. Ty, uh, yeah, I got a job. I got that written down. I got first time I ever got drunk from C Dubs. Oh, that's a good one, too. And yeah, lost a tooth. Let's go with that one for next week because that's kind of novel. Okay. Can, we'll lose a legend this week, we'll lose a tooth next week. Mm. Be a little more laid back next week. First time I ever lost a tooth. Less weird. Wait, you remember when we were drinking out on the boat at the lake? Barely. Uh, yeah. I know, I've been trying to pull the memories together. <laughs> I, it was a damn good time. Right. But I remember we had brought absinthe with us. You remember that? Yeah. We brought absinthe. We had a flask with us. We had a really good time. Yes, that was hazy, sunny memories for sure. But Rev Cyber Trucker says he never have drank, never has drank on a boat. He subscribes to the John Pennant philosophy. If it ain't got a buffet, it ain't seaworthy. <laughs> oh man, C Dubs reminds you to uh, update the topic. Oh yeah, I guess once we pick it, we might as well so just boys, change it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullers will know the next yeah, first time I ever. That. Somebody ever lost a tooth, but bam, look at that. All done now, you don't have to worry about it. Isn't it. that great? C dubs, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, I know I have something around here for you somewhere. I'm gonna give you this joint, nigga. Here you go. Yeah. All right, well, I guess that leaves only one uh, order of business left. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's roll it's some. Good for your health. Really balances all the health out, you know, mental, spiritual, physical. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this lady might need to go bowling after she found an urn necklace in a parking lot that just so happened to be over in Blue Springs, Missouri's uh, Walmart. Oh, their wow. parking lot. And uh, turns out it was an urn necklace. So she's trying to find whoever uh, is missing their loved one. Good find. Ooh. Yeah. Coincidentally, she lost an urn necklace a year before that has her mother's ashes in it. Uh, but luckily for her, she found it two days later in the driveway. Well, that's a good... So hopefully uh, with the M5M blasting out this lost and found message, the person will come out and retrieve their urn that they lost in the Blue Springs Walmart parking lot. Someone lost an urn in uh, your pop's previous place of uh, residency. It did seem that way, didn't it? Yes, we found an an urn (laughs) when we were moving out. And, uh, yeah, just your pop didn't know who it was. So that was a little strange. Yeah. A little strange. Well, he can can figure that out. (laughs) Oh, the land. Yeah. Yeah, someone will figure it out. But, you know. Take care of your loved ones. Yeah, After. Jeez, you gotta know where they are. Come on. That's why you go spread them somewhere important so that, you know, it's this little thing called closure. 
It's That's nothing right. closure. Unless you want to hang on, which there's that, you know, there's a different magic in doing that. But if you're going to hang on, if you're going to commit to hanging on, then you got to fucking hang on. Yeah. Have I, some responsibility, man. I've seen glass blowers who blow the ashes into glass beads yeah, and that's pretty cool. rings, necklaces. Uh, I'm sure someone's done it with a bowl. You can put, a it, glass in a, bowl. put it in a lab diamond, too. Oh, that's right. That's right. The ashes diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. A lot of options, options these days. Man. Yeah, you don't necessarily just need to put it in a closet in a mason jar or whatever. <laughs> You got options these days. Well, cows have options too because researchers in Germany and New Zealand are trying to potty train them (laughs) using the Mulu. Nice. Yeah, they're doing it in the name of uh, climate change and whatever by saying. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, they got to treat the pee and poop to reduce ammonia emissions. But they uh, managed to get 11 out of the 16 they were working with trained in just a few weeks and say that the cows are superior to very young children when it comes to potty training. Sure. They didn't define very young. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Because, I mean, if you're talking about newborns to uh, like six months, that's just not fair. <laughs> they can't walk. Right. You know? But, yeah, so... The Mulu. The Mulu. Wow. Yeah, they got to start installing those at the Walmarts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. A Maryland man who calls himself King Claw said that a store clerk's accidental button push led him to buy a scratcher that was worth $100,000. Oh, oopsie doopsie. Yeah. I'll take that. He was going in for uh, playing some numbers on something else, and, you know, the clerk hit this. Uh, button for him to purchase a $30 scratcher, and he's just like, nah, damn, $30 scratcher, but what the heck, I'll try, you know, it's already on the receipt, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's try it, and it was, uh, well worth it, $100,000, he's damn. a seafood manager, and he said that him and his wife will finally be able to buy a house, oh. must be fucking nice, must be fucking nice, pretty nice. good, pretty good, all this house karma floating around, man, yeah, $100,000, gotta love it, <laughs> Uh, this guy, if he got the $100,000, would probably buy a new couch. Uh-oh. Because he decided to put his couch on his back deck, and it has become a hangout place for some bears. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. They showed up last spring to sit on this couch, and chew on this couch, and claw at the couch, and, uh, they're back. They're back, baby. Oh no. And this time, they even took the cushions. And he thinks they brought the cushions to their cave to hibernate. You gotta kick the bear's asses when they show up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Make make sure they're like, oh, that place is scary. Let's not go back, dear. No, this guy's not like, oh, this place is dope. We got a couch. He probably left fucking nachos all around. Oh, dude. He's fostering the bear hangout, man. They're not Winnie the Pooh, dang nabbit. Yeah, man, you can't have no bears, like, thinking your spot's dope to hang at. Gonna start getting stuck in cars and breaking your windows and shit. Gotta drive around in loud pickup trucks, shoot guns out of it. Out of window, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, did you see the cat dangling from the upper deck at the Miami Hurricanes game? I did not. Oh, okay, well, it was 
I would call it a viral video, I guess, because it made it into my radar this week. I would guess I have immunity. So this, yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> this cat is uh, dangling down from the upper deck, and the people above it are trying to rescue it, and they can't. So it ends up just pissing all over the people under it. <laughs> and finally, um, this couple down below, they had an American flag with them, so they're like, "Hey, we'll just you know catch them with this like a net." If he drops down, we'll just get right under him and use the flag to catch him like a net and bounce him out into the other crowd. Yeah. And so that's what they did. So, you know. Wow. He's now a cat with eight lives, I guess. Personally, though, I heard cats always land on their feet, so I think he would have been fine. Yeah, just let him have his chance. I don't think there needed to be any human uh, interruption. I think everyone your... should have just sat back and enjoyed the show. You got your dumbass up there, cat. You figure out how to get down. Figure it out, yeah. Why are you wasting the fire department's time and all these other people? And, like, how the hell did it get into the stadium anyway, you know? I don't know. Cats, man, they just they poke their noses where they don't Fuck belong. Cat. Fuck cats. Fuck No doubt. A power outage disrupted half of New York City's subway system on August 29th. And after an investigation, turns out someone pressed... The emergency power off button accidentally. Uh oh. But it's the first time that's ever happened. How do you have an emergency power off button that never gets pushed? Come on. That's the air gutter. Yeah. And now everyone knows <laughs> that there's an emergency power off button. Oh, God. You know? So, All like, right. I mean, they didn't say where it is, but just like, keep your eye open. <laughs> Yeah, you got to know where it's at, imagine. I mean, the yeah, the people who run the system at least should like definitely know. Safety training, part of safety training. Oh, by the way, if shit goes haywire, just hit this emergency power off button. I just don't know how someone could hit it accidentally. You'd think it would be like bright red and maybe even behind one of those glass things you have to flip I up. I was just going to say the glass. I picture it behind glass yeah. for sure. Or you have to, like, push two of them at the same time or something, you know? Yeah, with a lever. Like, you break the glass, you push the button, then you lift the lever. It's like a process to get this going. Because you're going to disturb all these people. So many people in New York City by doing this shutting shit down. Bunch of fucking idiots. And in this year, 2021... Someone finally pushed the button. <laughs> That's just <laughs> well, what I at least it works. <laughs> it works. It works. Uh, and you know what else works? Sometimes face bag posts for lost and found because it turns out the police were able to reunite an Illinois State Fair visitor with their lost dentures. Oh my goodness gracious! What are the chances of that? It's a tasty find. It is a tasty find. Yeah, my jumpers. You're like, get home, and you're like, oh, shit. But when would you take them out and set them down? I don't know. Maybe they fell out, didn't have enough glue sticking them to the roof of your mouth, or however it all works. I really don't want to be the expert on how to keep track of your dentures, <laughs> to be honest. There's plenty of time to learn that uh, trick. Not yeah. yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, 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 no. But uh, this was a fun trick. A gecko was able to uh, stow away for a 4,000-mile journey from Barbados to England in a woman's bra. Nice, warm, cushy ride. No, I the like bra it. was in her suitcase. Oh. Yeah. She doesn't know how it looked because uh, she said that she really packed that suitcase full and like sat on it a few times. Oh, and I stuff, bet she but did. 
the gecko was uh, uninjured and uh, has been named Barbie and is now in the care of a reptile specialist with our friends there across the pond. Oh, great. Awesome. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in Minnesota, a man got approval to run what I believe is probably the first ever hemp maze in our lifetime this fall. Nice. Well, that's very cool. I like that. We got corn mazes. We got hemp mazes. It's a step in the right direction. After Finally. All. After all, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, he's got uh, two, aper- eh, two acres two acres of hemp that you can wander around at Willow's Keep Farm, south of Zumbrada. Clean, wholesome Minnesota fun. nuts. I love it. Yeah. Open 11 to 6.30 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This isn't an ad. I just think it's fucking cool. I'd drive I up and do it. I want to check it out. I'd do it. Oh, we should have a meetup up there. But yeah, uh, he just said he wants to educate families and, you know, subdue some of the lingering reefer madness that is somehow still here. Yeah, Teach man. Teach them the difference, too. When it comes to hemp, that's just plain old crops, dude. Plain old crops, man. Missouri used to be, like, such a hemp capital. Us in Kentucky, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kicking ass at the hemp. What the fuck happened, and guys? My final roll tonight here on the lanes is uh, after failing to auction it off with a starting bid of $130,000, the Mexico government has decided to give away El Chapo's safe house in a lottery. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, how did that? Oh my goodness! I'm fumbling all over gracious. here because I just want it. How do you get a ticket? Uh, I think you have to be a citizen of Mexico first. Okay. Um, but call my I love this. I love this. It's we the, could be uh, a citizen of Mexico. I think. Oh, I'm sure it's pretty easy. I've got an LLC <laughs> down somewhere. I, you just you know do the refugee thing get a seek refuge in mexico put that on my Um, list call my guy but i love this the group mexico's institute to return stolen goods to the people yeah i'm sure it's already scammed to like well they lottery give it back to el chapo essentially you're probably right you're probably right but we'll try to work on getting a ticket and uh yeah 2800 square feet uh, located coincidentally in a neighborhood called uh, Libertad, Libertad nice. <laughs> the Freedom Neighborhood, and uh, the government values the two-bedroom home at 183 buckaroos. That's all. So um, that's uh, that's all. Yeah, wow, that's that seems all. incredibly but low. But for, for that square footage, 2,800 square anything, feet. Anything, just anything. Two bedrooms. I mean, when I was like two bedrooms, oh, that's small. And then I saw 2,800 square feet. I was like, that's not small. But yeah, and then you know all is those like, escape routes. Is it like on fire? <laughs> like right Not now? Not that I'm aware Currently of. on fire. Oh, let's see, let's see. The house has been abandoned for years, and Marines did some damage when they searched it, so repairs are necessary. Oh, cool. They played uh, a little bit of cop games I bet there. that they... Oh, yeah, I bet. And I bet that they filled in the escape routes. Because I think... Didn't he, like, have a hole under the tub or something <laughs> that he managed to get out with? I don't know. Something like that, yeah. I'm talking out of my ass here, but... He ran away. That's How for cool sure. is that, though? You're like in the tub, in the tub, you know, taking a bath, and you're just like, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> you hit the button or whatever, twist the knob a certain way, and just a hole like appears in the tub. The tub opens up. You just fall through, slip out, escape Mexico. Yeah, it's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. That's all I got. 
I couldn't buy it. I was surprised they couldn't uh, sell it for one hundred thirty thousand dollars. But yeah, I guess I'd have to see it. You have to you have to smell the place. You know. That's right. Never, when it comes to touring properties, never uh, write an offer on any place that you've never smelled in person. That's, that is my uh, that's my sorry, eternal <laughs> advice. Yeah, you gotta smell it. You gotta smell it to tell it. Yeah, I know. There's everyone's doing these like virtual. Uh, showings now. I don't know how you buy a place that you only have seen on the somebody's cell phone video. <laughs> it just mm. seems poorly advised. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying you might have a surprise waiting for you. It's true. Well, you guys are going to have a surprise. All you subscribers in your inbox on Friday. So we're doing a little Bowls of Buds with Abel Kirby. Woo! That'll be our next move, so join us then. Uh, as far as the live, I don't have a solid time yet, so keep your eye on the No Agenda socials. Either at Sir Spencer or at Lorian. Nice little uh, nice music switch there. Awesome. Awesome. You gotta love the music switch. Yet another, yet another 914, bro. Tell me what the fuck's yep, going on. It's still 914 here. Yeah, it hasn't quite Central hit 915. I'd be happy to have this day. Uh, in the rearview mirror, if you know what I'm saying. But hey, come join us on Friday with uh, Abel Kirby. And uh, we'll all, of course, be here next Tuesday and every Tuesday. Same time, right after DH Unplugged. Thank you, No Agenda Nation. Thank you, bowlers. I've been Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Canada, yeah. fuck Trudeau, fuck all the Democrats, fuck yeah. all the Republicans, yeah. MAGA for life. Yes! Peace. Yes! Walk on, smoke on. Smoke in a bowl, sir.